What we gon' do when everything is dark face down? Where you gon' go when the world don't spark up town? What we gon' take when we embark on a new beginning? What you gon' tell the mighty father when you get to heaven? What we gon' say about the hate meant for a friend? What we gon' do when it all come to an end? What we gon' do when it all come to an end? Hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you are listening to the very first episode of the FFGI Scoop. I'm your host, Cuckoo Quagrin. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the FFGI Scoop. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected our entire continent, but countries in the sub-Saharan region risk crippling their economies in light of this pandemic more than other countries. Today, we're discussing COVID-19's impacts on economies in the sub-Saharan region. My guest is well accomplished in the field of global development. His name is Wilson Pritchard, and he's an associate professor at the University of Toronto's Monk School of Global Affairs and Public Policy. He is also the CEO of the International Centre for Tax and Development, ICTD. Will, thank you for joining our conversation today. Thanks very much for having me. Tell us more about the International Centre for Tax and Development. Great. Uh, so the International Tax Center for Tax and Development was founded about 10 years ago, uh, and it was founded broadly in order to provide a research response uh, to increasing recognition of the importance of revenue needs in low-income countries uh, in order to finance uh, the expansion of public goods provision across uh, Africa and other lower-income parts of the world. Uh, and so we now run a research program that spans uh, across Africa primarily. We also have a bit of work, uh, particularly in South, uh, in South Asia, and we do a lot of work with civil society, with governments, and with international organizations uh, to provide sort of research evidence, but also broader uh, advice about how to strengthen tax reform efforts. Okay. Um, and the ICTD um, just published a piece that you wrote titled, To Help Respond to COVID-19, African Governments Should Prioritize Taxing the Rich. Um, well, tell us, why do you think it's important to include taxation into what has been described by the World Health Organization as a global pandemic? So I think the short answer to that question is simply that if you want to respond to a pandemic, governments are going to need revenues. Uh, and if they need revenues, they need to decide where they're going to raise revenues from. Uh, and so really a lot of the work that the ICD has been doing over the past couple of weeks has been to try to think about in the context of a global pandemic, which is both a health crisis, but also an economic crisis, uh, where are the right places for governments to look in order to raise revenues that they will need to finance the responses that are needed? Uh, and when we think about the responses that are needed, I think, again, there's really two big parts. I mean, part of it is the health response, uh, so health clinics, hospitals, and the like. Uh, but the second part of it is really financial support to small businesses and to poor and vulnerable populations. Uh, and whereas Western countries have, to some extent, been able to borrow their way out of the problem in the short term uh, by borrowing a lot of money at low rates to finance uh, services and transfers uh, to those in need. In low-income countries, they don't necessarily have the same luxury of borrowing at such quantities uh, or borrowing at such low rates. And so our push has been to say it's not enough for low-income countries to think about raising revenues down the line after the crisis. 
they may actually need to think about revenue raising more immediately in order to make sure that they can respond effectively uh, and deliver needed uh, needed benefits uh, to those most in need. And um, what methods should governments adopt in using this tool in responding to COVID-19? So I think the short answer here, again, is simply that low-income countries in general, uh, middle-income countries, uh, and certainly countries in Africa, are in general highly unsuccessful in trying to tax the rich effectively. Right? That is, uh, every country in Africa, uh, as with the rest of the world, has property taxes in place, has income taxes in place, which should be used to tax the rich. Uh, but across countries, those taxes are dramatically undercollected relative to their potential. So there's this huge problem of taxing the rich effectively, and that's partially a technical problem. It's partially a political problem. If we look at property taxes, it's the same kind of story, right? Property taxes or property markets across Africa have been booming uh, over the past two decades, uh, but property tax revenues have not kept pace, which tells us the governments haven't been able to tax those increases in property values effectively. Right? And so that's really why we focused in on that area uh, in thinking about the response uh, to the COVID-19 crisis, because this is the area where existing taxation is particularly ina inadequate. And of course, it's also the segment of the population who has the greatest ability to pay in responding to the crisis. Right? Because again, while the crisis is hitting everyone, you know, the, those with lower incomes are most vulnerable, they're facing the most acute risks. Uh, and so it's only reasonable, in my view, uh, that governments look to the rich to pay their fair share under the law, um, which is something that hasn't happened historically, in order to support the government response, uh, in order to ensure that governments uh, can provide the supports that are needed uh, to those who are most vulnerable during the crisis. Okay. You described the tax system in the region. Um, you gave us a, a brief description of it, and essentially it's either ineffective or it's um, non-existent, like, you, like you've explained. And so there's not a lot of public trust in the tax system. And you mentioned that in your blog as well. You say channeling revenue towards um, low-income groups, channeling these tax revenues towards low-income groups and small businesses would be a way of ensuring public trust in the system because you would begin to see the evidence, right? I mean, when the... Um, when these revenues go into social protection programs or um, loan subsidies for small businesses, the, the impact is seen in the community. Developmental societies do play a role in building economies, and so I thought that it was just a very interesting um, part of the analysis in our COVID-19 discussion. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that's exactly right. Is And in no point in the recent history has there been a more obvious opportunity for governments to take visible actions that will immediately and demonstrably improve the lives of their citizens through transfer programs and other supports for vulnerable groups, right? And so there's a sort of virtuous cycle here um, that we're trying to develop. And this is really the moment to do that, right? Because this is the right moment for governments to try to build up that political argument in favor of more effective taxation and particularly in favor of more taxation of the rich to finance this needed response to national crises. And I think that's exactly what the International Center for Tax and Development is um, all about. I know your work is committed to strengthening tax policy and administration in the sub-Saharan region, and I know you're currently working on uh, property tax reform in Sierra Leone. Now, what measures have the ICTV adopted to include the COVID-19 implications in supporting taxation policies within the region? It's a good question. I think there are, there are sort of three layers of things that we're doing. Uh, one has been uh, for sort of concrete engagements with governments. And so as you mentioned, uh, one of the projects we've been involved with has been working with the Freetown City Council 
in Sierra Leone uh, to build a new property tax system, which would collect significantly more revenue. Uh, and we've worked really closely with the city council to try to see that reform through uh, and working with the mayor in particular uh, to try to build political support for getting that new system passed into law. And so we're really excited about that project um, and really trying to draw attention to the political courage that uh, the city council in Freetown has shown uh, in trying to advance that project. I think the second thing we've tried to do is sort of engage in some uh, some policy commentary through our blog series, um, trying to shape what tax responses to COVID-19 uh, will look like uh, in Africa in particular. And I think at root, the argument we've tried to make is, uh, unsurprisingly, that Africa is different from Western countries, right? And the right tax response in, Western, in African countries might be quite different from the tax response that's appropriate in Western countries. And then trying to map what that looks like uh, in order to offer support for governments and trying to figure out how to respond to these really unique challenges. Um, and then the third pillar of this response has been to say, well, if we're going to have that kind of vigorous response, governments are going to need revenues. Uh, and as I said earlier, unlike Western countries who've been able to borrow extensively to fill that spending need, uh, African governments probably need to think a bit more immediately about how they're going to raise revenues now and over the medium term in order to pay for that response. And our hope is that that commentary will be useful in helping governments to think about how best to respond, but also in pushing back against the tendency potentially to simply do what Western countries have done, uh, because those solutions might not actually be the ideal fit for what's needed on the continent. Okay, and there you have it. Thank you very much for joining us today. It was a pleasure to hear your insights on our topic. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Wilson Pritchard. Check out the International Center for Tax and Development's website. Log on to ictd.ac to keep up with the tax policy and administration work that they are doing in sub-Saharan region. For more COVID-19 responses from the African continent, check out the FFGI blog series on our website. Until then, thank you for listening to the FFGI Scoop. Too many questions. You gotta speak a mind when the mind has racial